I'll go start the coffee. I'll be down in a minute. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura, wake up. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to our online Bible study. We're in Luke today. We're doing chapter 9. Mm-hmm. Dive on in. Chapter 9, verse 1. Jesus sends out the twelve. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them the power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach to the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey. No staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra tunic. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, shake out the dust of your feet when you leave that town as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, preaching the gospel and healing people everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard about all that was going on, and he was perplexed, because some were saying that John had been raised from the dead, others that Elijah had appeared, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago had come back to life. But Herod said, I beheaded John, who then is this I hear such things about? And he tried to see him. Do you have any questions on that section? Mm-mm. Well, the one question I have is with the powers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we hear about raising from the dead pretty rarely. And he gives them the power to raise the dead. It doesn't say that. Didn't it? Demons, diseases, heal the sick. Oh. Never mind. Well, it's just, I guess then, where I was going with this is, um, I was going to, I was thinking about Judas. You know, at this time, having the power to do that. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Through the faith that he had, but... Hmm. He's not just mischievous the whole time, you know, and just a plant. He... Only through faith is he able to do these things. That's true. A note in my Bible says something that I never thought about before. What's that? A new phase of Jesus' ministry begins when he sends out apostles to do the type of preaching, teaching, and healing they had observed him doing. This was the third tour of Galilee by Jesus and his disciples. On the first tour, Jesus traveled with the four fishermen. On the second, all twelve were with him. On the third, he traveled alone after sending the twelve two by two. Hmm. I never really thought about that or knew that. About like, what he went through three no, times. Being or? yeah, being through there three times, like I don't know. The chronology of it is still confusing, especially you know, because some accounts are in certain gospels and not in other gospels and mm-hmm. this one has a few things out of order compared with um like Mark. So yeah, it's just I never really thought I thought like one weekend he's here, one weekend he's there. I never really thought about him as tours, but that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't really have any 
questions per se. Hmm. They don't take any extra tunic, so they just have one pair of clothes. What about when they need to wash their clothes? I guess they just, you know, Ran go over to the, the river and <laughs> Jumped in take care of business. Yeah. No, just kidding. There's nothing. Okay. So Herod tried to see him, just like wanted to see him do a miracle or something. I, I think he's afraid that John the Baptist is raised from the dead. is going to get revenge on him. Yeah, and then Luke doesn't really tell about John's death, but mm-hmm. we know about it from other accounts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alrighty, verse 10. Jesus feeds the 5,000. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took with, took with them... Oh, sorry. <laughs> then he took them with him and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida but the crowds learned about him and followed him he welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing late in the afternoon the twelve came to him and said send the crowd away so that they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because we are in a remote place here he replied you give them something to eat they answered, We have only five loaves of bread and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. About 5,000 men were there. But he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. The disciples did so, and everybody sat down. Did I miss something? Why? Oh, okay, no. We have... We have only five loaves of bread and two fish. Unless we go... I missed the part where they found the fish. Sorry. <laughs> it was just a different account. Yeah, there was a boy there. They didn't mention the boy, so I kind of was just... I read it too fast. Okay. Have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. Verse 15. The disciples did so, and everybody sat down. Taking the loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to set before the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. Sorry, it's still early in the morning. (laughs) So other accounts, they specifically mention, I believe it's Andrew, right? Who brings the little boy to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then they say, this boy has the bread. So he says... In this account, they say we only have this stuff. So Correct. That's why I was like, did we miss something? He had just all of a sudden have some food and they don't say where it came from, but mm. um, something I just learned a week or two ago, I don't know, is the disciples were from Bethsaida, some of them were. Mm-hmm. which is on this, it's a little bit northeast of this eastern side of the lake. So normally that would have been, well, traditionally that was kind of outside the land of Israel. So it was like the kingdom of Gershon and stuff there. Um, but they would have had a good knowledge of where there is food around 
because they were kind of like in their home stomping grounds coming down to the lake on this part of, of coming down from their town to this part of the lake. So, I don't know, just an interesting fact, I thought, because I always think of them being in Capernaum or around Nazareth, but this was probably where they came down for their boats. So what are you saying? When they say there's nowhere to get food here, they know it. Because hmm. they're... Do they say that? I always thought they just said, like, it's just too many people and we can't afford it. It would cost, like, a hmm. different account. It says, I thought like, a different account that send these people home because they're... Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. For thanking me. Thank you for thanking me for thanking you. You're welcome. <laughs> Put an end to that. All right. Verse 18 says, Peter's Confession of Christ. Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowd say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Peter answered, the Christ of God. Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone. And he said, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed, and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them all, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him. And when he comes in glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels, wait, yeah, I will tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. Some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. Hmm. What? <laughs> okay, first of all, when he says, who do people say I am, they say pretty much the exact same thing that was reported to Herod. So are those like, just, those are the actual rumors? Yeah. Just the well, they're waiting things. for the Elijah to come back. That's in the last verse of um, Malachi. So, John, Elijah, or other prophets. Mm -hmm. They don't name anybody else. Though. So that's just, I thought that was weird. But, um, then he says he's the Christ, but don't tell anybody. Because all those things have to happen. For the plan to be carried out. Well, yeah, but then they also... That's what makes the elders mad, is that he's claiming to be the Christ. No, but so he if has they really were good secret keepers and nobody knew, then how could the elders get mad? How could the plan be fulfilled? Well, it just wasn't the right time mm. to do that. I mean, Jesus could have done it in the temple when he was 12, but it wouldn't have come about the right way and the prof other prophecies wouldn't be fulfilled okay then 
The last sentence. Mm-hmm. Some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. Ooh, I think I know what you'd say about that. What would I say? <laughs> what would you say knowing the Bible? <laughs> I would say uh, they see the kingdom of God in this next section. <laughs> the transfiguration. Yeah. Okay. Or if you, even if you don't want to point to this, you could talk about John uh, having the vision of the the revelation and seeing the kingdom mm. of God opened up. Ooh, yeah, 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 that too. So, but some people think this means something else. There are certain, there is a, I believe the LDS church officially believes that John never died. Oh, I thought it was Peter. Is it John? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's still alive for the spirit of him. But um, there's no indication of that. It seems that John died. And you, we have visions or understanding of this, of him seeing the kingdom of God. Jesus is telling the truth here. I mean, um, Peter does have visions also of looking up to heaven and seeing a sheet come down with the different things and the apostle paul who's not here you know also says he sees heaven but all right let's do one more the transfiguration okay that sounds good about eight days after jesus said this so those things he just said mm-hmm. okay Yeah, verse 28. After eight days, about eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving, Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and enveloped them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and told no one at that time what they had seen. 32, it says they were very sleepy. Yeah, that's what it says in my Bible. I'm reading the NIV. Huh. 84. They were very sleepy. I didn't know sleepy was in the Bible. What do you, the what word. does yours say? Well, the Greek is like tired, like in the sense of, um, it's, it's like exhaustion, like weighed down because you're just like emotionally overwhelmed, kind of. 
I don't see them getting up there. Oh, we climbed a mountain. Moses and Elijah are here? Okay, let's go to bed. You know, it's it's just such an emotional shock to see this happening. But, but I guess sleepy does apply there. They, they sleep all the time. Yeah, they just... <laughs> Not unlike some people I know. No. Some of the best disciples are very sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> but it, they... It's kind of like saying it, telling what's happening at parallel, well, not parallel, but like at the same time. I don't think it's like they walked up and then all this happened and then they were sleepy because they went up and it says, as he was praying, his face changed and Elijah appeared. They give a little more details about what they talked Mm -hmm. about and then they go over and say, the companions were sleepy. But when they became fully awake, they saw his glory. So it's kind of like they walked up. He went over here to pray, and they were sleepy. This was happening, and then they became fully awake. I think it's happening all together at the same time. Mm-hmm. Not like they fell asleep after they saw Moses and Elijah, but that they were sleepy, and then they saw them. I think that's how I understood it. But then he, when he says... Let's put up some shelters, and it says he did not know what he was saying. I feel like that's when you kind of, like, talk half asleep when you're just waking up and you say something that doesn't make sense. Like, they just kind of, like, snapped awake, like, oh, I just hear, and, like, oh, you know, like, you say something really silly. Yeah. And then you're, Let's build houses. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway... Well, let's stop there for the day, and then we'll, uh... Yeah, because we have about... Pick it up on part two. A couple more sections to do. We'll save those for next time. Have a good day. Thanks. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura wake up.